There's such a beautiful presence of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. This morning I would like to speak about the master and the servants. Hallelujah. The master and the servants. Now I would like to say that we are sons. Hallelujah. We are sons who serve. Amen. But the scripture we are about to read is a parable from Jesus. Talking about servants in his kingdom. Hallelujah. So we are sons. But this morning we're going to talk about how we serve our father. Are you ready? Are you ready? Can we go to Matthew 24? From verse 44. And we will read until 51. Hallelujah. Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Sorry, there's a thing there in my view. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possession. Next. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on the day when he does not expect him. And at an hour he does not know. And will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. Now for those of you who are familiar with Matthew 24. Jesus is talking about the events of the last days. Amen. And he talks about rumors of wars. Uh, before verse 24, he talks about if the master of the house knew the hour of the thief, he would wait, he would watch. Hallelujah. Now, this is a master that is going away. And he sets his servants he puts them in charge of his affairs. Hallelujah. Now, number one, we all know to put somebody in charge, you need to take a chance. You need to trust the person that you are leaving in charge. 
Hallelujah. Because if that person fails you, it's about your own affairs. Okay, I don't know about how many women here, if somebody is about to use your kitchen, you want to be there. Right? With your new things that you bought and the machine that only you can operate. And suddenly somebody comes and presses all the wrong buttons. All right? To put someone in charge, you leave instructions. Very strict instructions. Amen? This is how you feed the pet. All right? This is how you switch off the geezer so that my electricity is not finished. Hallelujah. Leaving somebody in charge takes a chance. Because it can go, yes. Amen? But this master takes that chance. Because he trusts the servant. Now it's up to the servant to prove that he can do the task. Hallelujah. So if you give your car to somebody and the person is changing the gears and you hear the noise. My car. Right? So imagine going away and giving money to somebody to spend the money wisely. And the money is finished before you come back. Amen? Amen? So being a steward, a good and faithful steward, takes a lot. And sometimes it's a risk. But our Lord Jesus, when he goes, he commissions his church. And he trusts his church. But in this parable, there are two kinds of servants. In here, hallelujah, these are the words of Jesus. And believe me, whenever Jesus speaks, it is true. These two kinds are in the body of Christ. And this morning, I'm bringing the light so that you can choose which one you want to be. Because he trusts you to be a wise and faithful one. But you can be a wicked and hypocrite one. It's up to us. Amen? Whenever the word of God goes out, you have the choice. Choose life and live. Or choose death and separation. And this morning I trust that the Holy Spirit will empower us to be the kind of servants that the master will come and find and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Now the wise servant did exactly as the master asked. What is wisdom? The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So a wise servant is one who fears the Lord. Even though the master is not there physically, he had the fear and reverence of the master to stick to the task. Amen? I don't need to see him. I respect and honor him. I will do as he has said. He is faithful. What is faithfulness? We like to talk about our God never changes. He is the same 
yesterday, today, and forever. To be faithful means you are true to yourself. It's also loyalty. You are true to the master. You are faithful. I will not fail my master. I will do as he has said. Amen? Do we have faithful and wise ones this morning? And now when the master comes, guess what happens? Promotion. There is a promotion. Because the master comes and I bet you he did even above what the master asked. Hallelujah. Because you get people that just get by to just say I've done it. And then you get those who do it exceedingly. We have a God who can do exceedingly above what we ask or imagine. He's not a limited just God. He's the God of abundance. So whenever we are wise servants who fear the Lord, we do not just say, you've given me a talent, here it is. We multiply it. Hallelujah. Our master is coming back. The Lord is surely coming back. And many of you watch the news and watch everything to oh, end times, this and this and that. But death is also a coming back of the master. Because many of us think um, it's been years, I'm coming soon, it's taking very long. Right? But every day people die. And for them, the time of meeting the master is then. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, blessed is the one the master finds doing. You know, end times does not mean fold your hands and wait for doomsday. I think the church is missing the point of kingdom advancing. Occupy until he comes. Let the kingdom be manifested until he comes in greater power, in greater measure. Hallelujah. And he will promote us. Sometimes we seek promotion without investing and being faithful in the little. Because he who is faithful in the little, he will entrust with more. Hallelujah. The second type of servant, the wicked servant, the hypocrite. What does that mean? You show a face that you are not. When the master was there, he acted as if I will. You know, the zealous people say, yeah, no, give it to me, I'll do it. The moment the master leaves, Thank you, Lord, I'm on holiday. And you do not fear him. And you start to beat your fellow servants. Come on, church of Christ. Isn't this what happens in the body of Christ? Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. And here is church supposed to do the task, biting each other. No, those ones, one, two, three. No, ooh, that sister, you didn't know. 
When we read a parable like this, we say, yo, how can he beat his fellow servants? Excuse me, we are doing exactly that. Every time you fail to support, to honor, to build up, but you choose to judge and crush, you are exactly like this servant. Exactly. Maybe worse. Because some of you don't even just beat, you kill. Yes. Because when you ruin the reputation of somebody, you have killed the destiny of that person. Amen? We are on a journey of being built up, being transformed from glory to glory. But when one stumbles, the way we crush the person, instead of saying, Father, please raise the person up. I'm speaking to the church. I'm speaking to those the master has entrusted to his affairs. Hallelujah. It's easy to read and not see yourself here. But who are you crushing? The social media generation commenting. And your comments are not building anyone. It's killing them. Your comments are not scriptures to say, rise up into righteousness. Your comments are, what are you posting on social media? What are your comments doing? The Bible says he had the appearance of diligence, but he was lazy. Hallelujah. And he was in the company of the ungodly. How many of believers say, I actually feel, feel better with unbelievers than with Christians? No, this is the truth. Especially the youth. Because all this spiritual talk is too much for me. So I'd rather be where I can have fun. He was drinking and eating with drunkards. Because it was fun. While he had an assignment. So many things can draw our attention away. While we have an assignment. And this is the strategy of the enemy. Because you are needed for the assignment of the kingdom. Hallelujah. He wasted his master's investment. When the master came, imagine. I want to take an example because we have. This is not just about the kingdom. This is for your everyday life. This is for your everyday life. How you work in the workplace. Even though the master is not there. Hallelujah. Many of you want a promotion. But if the master should surprise you, he will find you doing nothing. Sitting at the pub. Sitting at the coffee shop. 
sitting at the hairdresser. People who leave work to go and shop at Checkers, but they are supposed to be sitting in the office. Amen? How many people have died in hospitals because the hospital workers were having tea time? This is about life. I'm talking about life. I'm going to come to the kingdom, but this is about everyday living. Many have died because the medical staff was out. And when the family comes and says, what happened? No, we were here. We were here 12 hours ago, but they disappeared. What do you think the master will do when he finds such servants? How do you feel when you've lost a loved one due to carelessness? You want to put them in jail? Yes, you want to say, you know what? I'll report you so that you can go to jail. This master said, I'll cut you into pieces. That was strong for me. <laughs> like, okay, Jesus, <laughs> I'll cut you into pieces and throw you there. Hallelujah. We can feel the need of justice, but our God is the just judge. Amen. So what servant are you in your everyday life and in the kingdom? Do you wait for eyes to do what you have to do? Or are you wise and faithful? This age needs wise and faithful. Africa needs wise and faithful. If this nation will change, we need believing workers who will be wise and faithful. Who will do extra what they are asked to do. Not just go buy it and tick the box. Not run away from the task, but invest us. Amen? Whatever you do, do as unto the Lord who sees all things. Hey, this is beautiful, eh? Imagine while you are thinking you hide it from men, the real one that sees you who will judge you is the Lord. Think about it. Every talent is given you that you do not use. It's unto him that you're doing that. Every skill, every investment in your life is meant to work for his glory. How are the sons of God revealed if at your workplace you are the lazy one? The whole world is awaiting for the revealing of the sons of God. Hallelujah. And we are thinking, that is those who says, Rashi Karabasiande. Yeah, this is what we think. The revealing of the sons of God means, Rishabrasi So we are sons of God. We walk in the mall praying in tongues. But what you do as a project 
collapses. Huh? We have doctors here. Revealing of the sons of God. When you get in, the first thing you do is to pray. But the way you treat the patients. Mm -mm. This one. Mm -mm. The patients don't want you. Who that sister? Mm -mm. That one? No, she can't be believer. She, yo. Mm -mm. What is your testimony? Are you revealing Christ? Let me come back to the kingdom. Hallelujah. If you will be a son that is revealed, you will display the character of your father. Now the master's business. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Go therefore and make disciples. That's one of the tasks. Amen. When the master comes, will he find us being busy with me, myself, and I? Or will he find us making disciples? Will he find that caring for souls who do not yet know Christ? How will he find us? What, what is the priority? What drives us? Amen. Because believe me, if we are not going to be at this commission, then we, let us be in heaven. Really, what are we doing here? No, I'm, I'm being honest now. As for me, heaven is really good. There's nothing here that can compare to heaven, people. What you are dreaming about is really dust compared to the glory of heaven. But if we are here in this corrupt world, it's because there is a mission and a vision. There are people who are going to hell every day. There are people you walk past every day, you interact with every day that have never heard Jesus loves you. And it's time for us to know this is why I'm here. The master left me here. I'm not yet dead because I am that voice. Hallelujah. I know we all have different callings. You know, we are a body. And that's the beauty of it. Amen. Making disciples is not just one person's doing. It's the whole body. From the one who sows the seed of the word to the one who disciples, to the one who encourages, the one who prays, the manifestation of the gifts, it all works together for the making of the disciples. But if your task you are not doing, there's a gap. There is a gap. And we do not need that gap. We want to be fishers of men. Hallelujah. And in Matthew 6, in the Lord's Prayer, from verse 9, the Bible says, Jesus says, when you pray, say, let your kingdom come and let your will be done. So while we are making disciples, we are also establishing the reign, the kingdom of God. This morning we sang, our God reigns. 
Hallelujah. Yeah. And we are like, oh, he's in heaven, he reigns. Do you know his desire is to reign here through you and me? Yes. To display his kingdom. This is why we are here. So you're making disciples, you're preaching the gospel, you are saving souls, but at the same time, in every aspect of your life, you are displaying him. You are displaying his heart and his character. You are exercising dominion. Manifesting the reign of God over sickness. You are trampling the works of the devil. Hallelujah. That's what it means that he reigns here on earth. That we do not allow the agenda of the enemy. That in your family, God reigns. You don't allow the working of the devil. That in your workplace, you establish his kingdom. Hallelujah. I want us to quickly go into Revelation, verse 12, from verse 10 to 12. Are you with me this morning? Who is sleeping? Tell your neighbor, don't sleep. This is about you. Okay, Revelation chapter 12 from verse 10. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. Verse 11 and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even unto death. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to you, O earth and sea. For the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. Hallelujah. I love, I love this. I love this. Verse 10 and 12 is an exclamation. Amen. Can you go back to verse 10 for me? Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. Do you know what that is? That is the church. It was, they are proclaiming, like there's an accuser of the brethren. There is a very bad devil, I always say, God is a very, very, very good God. And the devil is a very, very, very bad devil. Hallelujah. But here, the master 
has left servants who are demonstrating his salvation, his power, his kingdom, his authority to crush the work of the accuser. Hallelujah. Church of Jesus Christ, the last days are not a time to fear. So many people are afraid. Yo, we are going into dark times. You are the light in the darkness. Hallelujah. You are the light in the darkness. And in verse 12, it, you know, in my version, verse 10 says, it has come at last. It has come at last. It means, finally, there are people on earth who can crush that devil. It has come at last. The church is here. Servants of the master who will display his salvation, his power, his kingdom. That's you and me. Hallelujah. The verse 12 says, rejoice, O heaven. Oh, that is beautiful. Heaven is not, ooh, how are they going to do it? We've left them there. Maybe we must rescue. And angels, please. Maybe many of them must die now. Do you think the father is sitting there thinking, yo, I don't know how they'll do it. No. Heaven, rejoice. Rejoice. Because they've got it. They've got it. They have got it. In this dark time, and the times are getting darker, but the heavens are rejoicing because we are here. We are here. Tell somebody, you are here. Second Timothy 1.7 says, you have not received a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. Shake that fear away from you. Shake it off. Shake it off. We are not fearful servants who are fearing what the devil will do to us. We are forcefully advancing the kingdom of our Father. Hallelujah. We are forcefully. The gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail. You are trusted by heaven. The heavens are rejoicing. So it's time to see yourself as heaven sees you. Tap into that. Hallelujah. End times are good times for us. You know, it says woe to those other ones. But oh, heavens rejoice. Woe to those who don't know him. But us is the best time of our lives. 
Because darkness is going to know who is the light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a way to face challenges. You can face challenges from here and look at the challenge here. And you can face looking down. Because as you magnify the Lord, everything else is very small. Your God is too big for what you are facing. Hallelujah. Do you even know who you are serving? Do you know who is inside of you? Do you know how much he has invested in you? Now, they don't just stop there. They tell us how we do it. They overcome. Tell somebody, I overcome. overcome. Yes. You are not defeated. You are an overcomer. More than a conqueror. Hallelujah. They're overcome by the blood of the lamb. Why the blood of the lamb? Amen. Because we keep sanctifying ourselves. There are many things that, keep, that seek to stain us. Amen. It's everywhere around you. The enemy is not hiding. <laughs> He's not hiding. He's in plain light. At the mall, everywhere. Okay? But the blood of the lamb sanctified you as salvation. And empowers you to walk in sanctification. Amen. What does that mean? We overcome by not dwelling in sin. We overcome by ever moving in our righteousness. We are the righteousness of God. So we choose to walk in that righteousness. By the blood of the Lamb. He cleanses us. And if you fall, there is a way out. The blood of the Lamb. If you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So there is a way. Keep sanctifying yourself. Let it get brighter and brighter. Do not dwell, do not identify yourself with what is not of God. Hate what the Father hates. Because to the world it could be okay, but not to the kingdom to which you belong. So agree with God about that thing, that it is bad. Mm -hmm. Everything that takes away your love is bad. Mm -hmm. Because he is your first love. Amen. The word of their testimony. I started there. Your testimony is not you saying Jesus is Lord. Your testimony is not I once was lost and now I'm found. Your testimony is you walking every day displaying Christ. That is your testimony. 
Because if you say, I once was lost, now I'm found. But now, as you are standing there, we don't see that. That's not a testimony of Christ. So your everyday life should testify of who Christ is. That is how we overcome. If you blend in, you get lost. You need to stand out. You need to be set apart. It's okay if they call you, you are the religious spiritual one. Own it. Say, that's me. I am a child of God and I own it. If they call you, who, pastor? Yes, I'm owning it. I am his voice and I will testify for his glory. Don't blend in. Don't hide. Some of you, people around you don't even know you are born again. I won't ask you to lift your hand, but you know. Just look straight ahead. Your neighbor might know it's you. A light cannot be hidden. But it's put on a stand and it gives the light. You cannot be hidden. If you are hidden, you are not testifying of who he is. But maybe you hide because you know you are doing what they're doing. Because you're also taking the bribe. So if they know you're Christian, it's going to be... Didn't you say you are Christian and you're taking the bribe? So you rather hide so that you can do what they do. What is your testimony? Your testimony sometimes is not what you say of yourself. It's what others say of you. Mm-hmm. Do you know sometimes you don't know yourself? Until somebody tells you, Yo, why are you so angry? Then you're like, I'm an angry person. (laughs) It's good. It's a mirror for you to correct. Amen. Sometimes you don't know yourself until somebody says, you're a bit selfish. You know that. What do you mean I'm selfish? One, two, three, four. Oops. What is your testimony? Can darkness see your light? Are you testifying? Not what you, sometimes, sometimes keep quietly. Really. If you know, and I'm being honest here. If you know you are not walking right, please don't don't start. Because you bring shame on the name of the Lord. Because what you say and your actions do not come together. So, how do you fix that? Start saying, I'm a child of God. And you will have to align to that word that you say. Start being vocal about it. Start testifying. You know what? I'm a child of God. I'm I'm born again. And the Lord is really working in my life. Then when the enemy brings the temptation, you're going to think twice. Like, no, I need, to, I need to stand by what I believe. 
But if you hide, that devil will trample you every day. Because the way you overcome is by that testimony. Amen. Amen. The last one before I close. And they loved not their lives, even unto death. Hey, that one, there's not many believers there. We do very good with the first two, right? The blood of Jesus. Oh, the word of their testimony. And they loved not. You know, many people don't even know that part of that scripture. Like somehow they read and skip it like it's not there. They're overcome by the blood of the land and the word of the testimony, full stop. Uh -uh. Read until the end, please. Please. Because it takes all three to overcome this last day's darkness. You need all, not half, not one and a half, all of it. Be sanctified every day. Be a living testimony and hate your life. That's the plain way to put it. Because that's what Jesus also said. He said, if you want to follow me, in Matthew 16 verse 24, he says, deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. What is pick up your cross? Be ready to die for me. Be ready to die for me. You know, the reason why Paul was so successful is because he didn't fear for his life. Have you seen how believers, when they say, oh, you may not say one, two, three anymore, otherwise you will be put to jail. We need to use wisdom. Please be wise. We are fearful. If you are afraid of jail, you're definitely afraid of dying. You are afraid of the court, then you, mm -mm, you will run at the first thing. They did not fear even to lose their lives. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be martyrs. That is the right translation. We lack witness, ne? We shall be my witnesses. Witness the gospel. He said, you will be martyrs. And we can see right through the book of Acts, they did not fear death. They did not fear before the crucifixion, they did. They ran away in the garden. But after they received power, it was like, yeah, no, bring it on, bring it on. We will stand for righteousness. In Philippians 1.14, Paul says, because of my chains, many now have boldness to proclaim the gospel. Because he did not fear and was willing to be in shackles. Others were like, yeah, why will we fear? Let's also preach. Because being in jail is not the end of your life. 
are you in fear? When you hear end time, the first thing you hear is, ooh, we're going to die. How will the master find you? What servant will you be? Will you be the servant that is faithful and wise? That walks in the fear of the Lord. That walks sanctified by the blood. A living testimony and do not fear for his life. Or are you going to be a hypocrite? Having the face but doing something else. Hallelujah. Can we stand up together this morning? You're going to come before the Lord. You know yourself. You know your heart. You know the areas you are faithful and you know the areas you are not. Amen? Maybe it's not that everything is bad, but you have identified this morning in this particular area. Maybe in finances, maybe in my relationships, maybe in this area, I am not wise. I am not faithful. I want you to come in all humility before the Lord and say, Father, have mercy on me this morning. Can you lift your voice and pray?